We love to glorify your name. There is no one like you. All wonderful, all merciful, all glorious God. I ask you to touch every life, every person in this building, everyone watching all over the world this morning. I pray that your power shall fall on every single one. In the name of Jesus. Come, would you lift your hands to heaven with me? We love you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. and welcome the Holy Spirit of God in this place. We welcome you, Spirit of the living God. This is your church. Come and do whatever you want to do in Jesus' mighty name. When I declare this morning, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will not leave like we came. The Word will transform us and change us from glory to glory in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen. Come on, can we give Jesus a great hand of praise? Thank you, guys. You can just stay for me there. Don't go too far, okay? Praise the Lord. Come on, before you turn your, take your seat, turn to somebody. And just say the following, get there. Stand to your feet quickly. Turn to your neighbor and say, get there. Okay, sit down. Those of you that did not stand up the first time, please stand up. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, get there. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're not going to do the offering now. I'll do it after the service. I want to get to the Word of God. I want to just quickly tell you what, what happened to me the other morning. I woke up. The first thing that God spoke to me about after opening up my eyes, the first thing I heard Him say to me is speaking to me about time. Time is our greatest commodity in the world. Time is worth more than all the gold and all the silver. Time is, think about this, this is 2023, we're almost halfway through February. Before you can say amen, it's Christmas again. It's like time is going like this. We are getting older, people. And, <laughs> and so I have to wear more bright clothing just to keep people awake in church services because we're getting older and older. But time is the greatest commodity that, that, that we have. And time is short. Paul says that life is like a vapor. One moment you live and the next moment you're old and you're gone. And so what we do with our time is very, very important. So important. You know, Paul, Paul was speaking about time and then he says, he says that the days that we are living in is evil. Therefore, we have to redeem the time. And so I think if there's ever a time to redeem the time, that time is right now. That we have to redeem the time. Let me tell you what I've observed around the world the time that we're living in right now, people is tired. Meaning, not just tired of working, spiritually tired. It's like people have no answers. 
I got a message this morning of a, of a dear lady that says that she couldn't be at church for the last three weeks, but every time when she leaves this building, she feels like she can do anything. She can conquer the world. And then when she faces the world again, it fe- seems like everything is in vain. And then she needs to get back to service on Sunday just to get recharged. And, you know, I hear this all the time. People say that, you know, your meetings motivates me. And then when I get home, I fight all the giants again. And, and I want to talk to you about standing or keeping the faith this morning. Because I believe, you know, last night I was busy preparing and praying. And, and personally, I don't want to talk about this, but me and my family were going through our own personal stuff. And as I was praying, and I felt like an attack from the devil. I can tell you, I was, if there was ever a time that I was attacked, it was last night. And as I was crying out to God, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, what are you preaching on tomorrow? And I looked down to my notes and I started quoting. And I started laughing first. And then I started quoting what I, I'm going to teach you, preach to you today. And I said, Lord, you are basically making this preacher to preach for himself this morning. So you don't have to say amen today. I'm going to say amen because this message is for myself. Amen. I have kept the faith. I said, I have kept the faith. Say, tell your neighbor, I have kept the faith. So I want to just start off by telling you that the word of God is still the highest authority. The Word of God is still higher than the doctor's report. The Word of God is still higher than the doctor's report. The Word of God is still higher than APSA's report. Come on, the Word of God is still higher than any financial institution. Do you hear me right now? I say the Word of God is still higher than any financial institution. It is higher than the doctor's report. It's higher than what you feel. It's higher than people's opinions. The Word of God shall never go back void. It will carry power forever and forever. And therefore, I tell you right now, the only thing you need is you need the Word of God. If I can get the Word of God to you, I can get your miracle to you because there's no higher thing. Listen to me. Jesus Christ doesn't have to do anything else. There's no need for add-ons. We need the Word of God. And when you have the word of God, listen to me. Every time I preach the word, I prophesy because the word of God is prophecy. Are you listening to me? Therefore, I prophesy into your DNA that you will be blessed beyond the curse. You will be healed above what the doctor said. Hallelujah. Come on. I speak into your bloodline right now. And I say that cancer stops in the name of Jesus Christ. That sugar diabetes ends right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus Christ. High blood pressure is broken off your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody this morning. I declare the word of God over your life, over your family, over your business. Every demon attack over your life, I come against it. I break it off you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the devil hear. The church has the authority. The world does not have the authority. The governments of this world does not have the authority. We as God's people, we have the authority. Hallelujah. We have the power of God in our mouths. I need somebody that will stand to their feet and say, dry bones, hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Come on, I need somebody that will look at the drought. Tell the drought, the drought is over. Rain is coming. Hallelujah. Rain is coming. Satan has lied to you for so long. You are not coming out of this building as a conqueror. Because you're not a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. This is why I get so mad when the devil steals people's praise. When I see people standing and there's no praise in them, I know that the enemy has come to steal your praise. Because the devil knows wherever there's praise, there's victory. 
Every time you praise, there's something happening in the realm of the spirit because praise is warfare. And the devil don't want you to get into warfare. Because once you get into warfare, there's shackles falling. There's some mountains being moved every time you get into warfare. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you by the word of God, by the authority of the Holy Ghost, this will be your greatest here yet in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. People's problem is they give up just before the breakthrough. Now, you better hear me. I'm a man of God, and I'll tell you this. If you don't realize this, we are entering a new season right now. God has set up everything. Everything is changing. It's no longer the same. And this is why in churches, let me tell you this. This is why I believe that the enemy is keeping preachers busy with nonsense. About who's coming to church, who's leaving church, who's angry, who's hot, who's cold. Instead of that preacher listening to the word of God, Come on, and declaring for those because there's a, and I'm telling you, this is what God's doing right now. He's separating the wheat from the tares. God is separating the wheat from the tares. I don't know about you, but I believe of all of my heart, before the Spirit of God is about to rapture the church, there's going to be an outpour of glory like we've not seen before. I want to say this to you, I'm included in that outpour. You are included. Your children's children shall be included in the outpour of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. This is why we have to pick up the word of God and tell the devil today is your last day that you will harass me, harass my dreams, harass my sleep, harass my children, harass my family. I have the authority and I have it against you, devil. Hallelujah. It's time that the church... And help the, the devil understand where he is supposed to be. Under your feet. Not next to you. Not equal to you to speak to you and to harass you. But under your feet to be trampled on. You're supposed to walk on devils, people. I said you're supposed to trample on the serpent's head. Not to entertain the devil. Not to entertain the devil. Hallelujah. Come on, say the word of God. It's my highest authority. And when you can get that understanding, that through the word of God, the worlds has been formed. Imagine this, light. Whew, there's light. Everything that is is created through the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word is God. Come on, he became flesh. The word of God is living. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Say amen if you hear me. Now, I want, to, I want to speak to you something that's very important today to understand. I realize this, that the Lord is bringing breakthrough to people. And every time there's breakthrough on the way, the enemy will come with a counterattack. So that your focus is no longer on what God wants to bring to you. But he wants to show you what's happening right now. In other words, he puts a mountain in front of you. But most people, if you know what's behind the mountain, you will run through that mountain. You will not stop in front of that mountain and say, well, it is too much for me right now. I turn around. This is the problem with people. They don't keep the faith no more. They keep the faith when the bank balance is full. They keep the faith when the doctor's report is clear. Come on, they keep the faith when everything is good in their homes. But the minute the enemy comes to rattle the cages a bit, they give up the faith. Basically, I'm not giving up the faith. So why are you not in church this morning? Because you gave up the faith. You've been attacked by the devil. Come on, come on, somebody. Your feelings has been hurt. 
And now you sit in a corner and licking your wounds instead of standing up and say, I'm a king and a priest. And it's time for me to fight back and take back what the devil has stolen from me. Hallelujah. Now listen to what this, the scripture says. Turn your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 13. It says, watch. Say with me, watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave and be strong. Not once in that scripture does he say, feel sorry for yourself. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm preaching better than you shouting. Not one moment did he say, feel sorry about yourself. Not one moment did he say, you know, you have to be soft. Does not say wimp out. He says, be bold, be brave, be strong. Stand in the faith. Standing in the faith means that you stand when everybody walks out. When people say you're crazy, you're beside yourself and you can still stand. Let's go on one more where I want to get to. Second Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight. Paul says, I have already fought it. And let me tell you, it's a good fight. A good fight means that I win. I've never heard somebody lose a fight and say that that was a good fight. Every time they win a fight, they say, that was a good fight. Come on, before I thought it was a fight, it was over. I have fought the good fight. fight. I have finished the race. The big one, I have kept the faith. Now what does Paul say? Paul says two things here, three things rather. He says, number one, he says, I have fought the fight. In other words, faith is a fight, people. Faith is not, listen to me, faith is not built when you are cozied up on the shore. Faith is built up when you are in the ocean and all every storm is raging against you. Listen to me, if you are not attacked this morning, you are not where God wants you to be in life. Every time you are attacked, how many people of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you, of you are attacked? You feel attacked in your spiritual life, physical, financially? If you are not attacked, you are not where God wants you to be. If you are attacked, it means that the devil noticed you. Woo, you didn't hear me. Faith is a fight. Faith is not something that's being spoon-fed to you. The devil will fight you. He will fight your faith. He will come against everything that you possibly can stand for. And most of the times, you better hear me. When you fight this fight, you're going to stand alone. People is around you when you are okay. And when you are, have money, and come on, when you are famous, and the minute the cage is being, oh, come on, somebody, they are the first to run. They will not be there for you. This is why the Bible says that Jesus sticks closer than a brother. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. Somebody in this building, you know exactly what I'm talking to you about. Faith is a fight. It's not easy, especially when you're born again. When you're born again, the scripture says that the attacks shall be worse on you than on the, on the world. Why is that? Because the devil hates you. Do you know what I love about this? All, all the attacks, the scripture says one thing. He says, God delivers them, the righteous, out of them all. It means that there's a fight. I said there's a fight. But it's a good fight. Here comes Jacob. The scripture says his name is means he's a deceiver. How many of you are sick and tired of being labeled? The devil looks at you and you're labeled already. They, they think about what your family has done wrong and now you're part of that family, you're labeled. Come on, you're labeled as an unbeliever. 
fearful, depressed, oppressed, sick, broke, whatever. Sick and tired of being labeled. Jacob was called a, a deceiver, labeled. And the scripture says he came to a place where he was fed up. And he realized that if I want to go to the next, I'm going to have to do something. I have to show up. Come on, I have to dress up. And I have to move up. I can't wait for somebody to help me there. I'll have to get down and dirty and fight this fight of faith. And the scripture says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. And he started wrestling with the angel of the Lord. If you don't know the angel of the Lord, it's Jesus Christ. He wrestled. Now think about this. This is not just spiritual. He physically wrestled with God. You don't know. The next verse says, and he prevailed. Now imagine this. They, they were wrestling right through the night. Some of you wrestle for five minutes, then you're done. You know, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to find a new church. This Christian faith doesn't work for me. Amen. Let's try Hare Krishna. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Oh, I'm offended. But that man said, there's only one way out. <sighs> there's only one way out. That's when I smell the victory. Come on, that's when I see there's a change in me. The angel of the Lord said, you have to leave me. He says, I'm not leaving you. Not until you blessed me. Imagine telling God, I'm not leaving you. I'm not giving you rest. That's what he said. Leave me, there's more people. No, 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 no. I'm not leaving you. I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting my faith go. Not until you bless me. Think about this. Jacob was alone fighting the biggest fight of faith. I'm getting somewhere. Scripture says, the angel of the Lord said to him, what's your name? Now, now, understand this. God knows your name. But God wanted to hear from him. Where's your shortcoming? He said, I'm Jacob, meaning I'm a deceiver. The Lord said to him, no more will you be Jacob. From now on, I'll call you Israel. In other words, I take you from being a deceiver to being blessed. But it comes with a price. Because after the fight, the scripture says that the angel of the Lord dislocated Jacob's hip. And he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. This is why I always tell people that I don't trust people that does not have a limp. Sometimes in your brokenness is where God uses you the most. Sometimes, come on, sometimes in the worst pain of your life is where God redeems you from. Come on, and helps you to shake the world. He, he was running away from his brother. He was afraid that his brother will kill him. But after wrestling with God, he said, I have no problem meeting with my brother again. Because once you wrestle with God, you can wrestle with any man. I'm talking to somebody. You're fighting the biggest fight of your life this day. And yet you are at the point where you want to throw in the towel and say, this does not work for me. The only reason why it doesn't work for you is because you don't apply the word of God over your situation. You apply your feelings and your emotions instead of saying that I have fought a good fight. I have run my race. I want to tell you something. One day I was dreaming, very vivid dream, as clear as day. And when I was in school, I hated athletics, but I was fast. I really, I could, I, I could out, outrun most of you. I outran the devil a couple of times. But in any case, I, I hated athletics because of when you, when, you, when you stand 
And when they say, on your marks, your heart goes, get set, oh, go. And then the adrenaline kicks in. And you don't know about anything. You just, and you win the race. Now, the one that I was dreaming, I was getting ready to stand in my block, in my lane. I'm going to run. So everybody is standing. They're busy getting ready to on, get on your marks, get set, and go. And as I was walking towards my line, there was Jesus standing. I saw Jesus' face like I saw, like I see his face. And I heard the Lord say to me, I'll run your race for you. And I saw them on your marks, get set, go. And I saw Jesus, shoof, run. And he outran everybody. He won. And I realized what he said to me. As long as you want to run this race, you'll always have pain. Situations, storms, winds. But when you allow me to run your race, listen to me this morning. I am not the pizza maker. I only deliver it. You are not the pizza maker. He's the pizza maker. You just deliver the pizza. Let God be God in your life. Let him run the race. This is why Paul was successful. He said, I finished my course. You can't finish your course unless Christ is in the race. Finish your course means I'm not giving up halfway. Then he says, I stood the faith. Oh, I stand the faith. I stand in the faith. Tell your neighbor, I'm still standing. Again. Come on again. So the one he says, he says, then I have, I have kept the faith. Now, you have to keep the faith in the hour that we're living in. You know, I've kept the faith. When everybody else left, I kept the faith. When everybody else says you're not going to make it, I've kept the faith. Come on, when everybody else ridiculed me and said you're too young, I've kept the faith. When everybody else says it cannot be done, I've kept the faith. Come on, when everybody else says it, look at it, I've kept the faith. You will lose people. You'll get people speaking against you. They will walk out on your life. The storms of life will rage. Come on, it will shake your boat. But thank God, I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. Because I know the word of God works. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you this morning. You know how many Christians don't realize this? God takes you on a journey. You start off here, you grow, you grow, you grow, you grow. Something happens. Throw your toys out of the cot. Come on. Backslide. Get cold. Do you know where you start when you get back? Not here. There. You'll have to start the whole process all over again. Instead of telling the devil, who are you? I heard a guy, I heard it the other day, a great preacher spoke about this. He said, there was a man was in his room, and he said, suddenly the devil appeared. It basically, it happened in the church. This is what he said. In the church, the devil appeared. Everybody ran out. The whole church ran out. This one man stood still, and the devil said, aren't you afraid? He said, no ways. I've been married with your sister for 20 years. <laughs> so we're not, we're not afraid of the devil. <coughs> Amen. I said, we're not. Af- Tell your neighbor, I'm not afraid of the devil. When the devil comes, I'm pushing him back. Come on, because every attack is illegal on my life. Hallelujah. I'm not going to build on something where the devil attacks and then have to start all over again. Okay, recover from that joke. Recover quickly. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the devil because I've been married to his sister for 20 years. <laughs> Woo. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So the process is temporary. But the promise is eternal. 
I want you to say that with your mouth, the process. It's temporary, but the promise is eternal. Say it again. The process is temporary, but the promise is eternal. Let me tell you something. You know, God spoke to Elijah and he said to him, there's a drought coming. Elijah declared the drought, spoke it. He said, there's a drought coming. Most of the times, this is how it works. There will always be a drought. But God took care of Elijah in the drought. Why? He kept the faith. The scripture says, right chapter, right next to it, chapter 18. He had to pray fire down from heaven. That's the second thing that will happen. After you go through the drought, most of the times you'll go through fire. Everything heats up. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. You go through a season of drought where there's nothing happening. Everything that you touch seems like it's, it's not working out. Your, your, your pockets has holes in. Hello? After that, you go through the fire. Everything is heated up. And most of the times you're alone in that fire. But I have kept my faith. I said, I have kept my faith. I said, I have kept my faith. After that, the scripture says, he went up and he says, rain is coming. You better prepare for rain is coming. I'm talking to somebody right now. You've been through the drought. You've been through the fire. Now you better prepare for rain. Because the rain of God is coming when you keep the faith. You have to keep the faith. I want you to look at somebody, shake them up a bit and say, you have to keep the faith. He said, how do I keep the faith? Number one, what you say in the time of attack. Don't speak yourself deeper into your pit. But open up your mouth and speak the word of God, which is living, living. Meaning, I'm not speaking my situation date. Number two, stay under recovering. Meaning, go back to your church. Are you listening to me? Because under the covering is where God protects you. That's a fact. You don't believe in churches, I feel sorry for you. Because the church is a covering. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a covering. Number three, stay close to the Lord. That's the most important thing. You know, many people think that preachers has got all the answers. You better pray right now. You better do this. A preacher is not a, a high priest. You can approach God for yourself. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm, I'm helping you because when you approach God for your, nothing wrong with asking for prayer. I mean, I'm all for that. I believe in that. But there's something about believing God. I said there's something about believing God. Woo, it makes the whole world of a difference. Believing God. Now, you have to say with me the process is not forever. It's just for a small time. But when I keep the faith, I'll get out of it. I want you to think about this physically. When the enemy attacks your body physically, how do I get out of it? By telling myself I'm a temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm not a post office of the devil. I'm not receiving bad news over my body. 
Come on, speaking to your limbs, speaking to your organs, speaking to your eyes, speaking to your ears. Ears, you better hear the word of God. You belong to the Lord. Come on, you will be open. Listen to me right now. I will not lose hearing in my ears because my ears belongs to the God. Belongs to God. I'm a holy vessel of the Lord. Come on, the workmanship of Christ Almighty. Come on, heart, you better hear the word of God. You will function like God has created you to function. Any defect, I rebuke it and come against it in the name of Jesus Christ. This heart beats for the Lord. He's the author of my life. He's the alpha of my heart and he's the omega of my heart the beginning of my heart and the end of my heart when i die it will be on his terms and not on the terms of the devil hallelujah come on speak to your lungs and say lungs hear the word of god my lungs will praise you come on shout glory because when the enemy attacks your physical body, the first thing that he says is, Oh, look at you. I'm weak. I have pain. But the minute you stand up by faith and say, Devil, I have kept the faith. God honors that. Financially. Paul, this is why Paul says, I know what it is to have everything. And I know what it means to have nothing. Because Paul realized financially, all the money that I have is not mine. It's his. Oh, come on now. When you have money, why does money define your faith? <laughs> why does money define your dream? You look at your finances and I can't, I can't afford that. God's not asking you whether you can afford it. God is asking you whether you can keep the faith. Whether you can keep the faith when everybody else says you're a madman, you're crazy. Can you keep the faith? Come on, it's very easy to shout amen now until God says, so your first million. So everything in your account. Very easy to say amen until God asks you for everything. Come on, we've been there. So everything that you've got, okay, Lord, give it all away. Then your amen is not amen. It's amen. It's a painful amen, but it's amen. I've kept the faith. Tell your neighbor, I've kept the faith. Come on again, I've kept the faith. You know, I'm telling you why, why people, why scriptures teach us how many men of God has kept the faith. You know, the first thing that Job's wife told him when they lost everything, she said, curse God and die, man. Job says, I will not curse God and die. The reason why they kept the faith is because Moses said, Lord, I will not go unless you go with me. Come on, somebody shout. Abraham said, my God shall provide. Come on, shout Yes. Jacob said, I'm not letting you go, not until you have blessed me. You see, this is why these men have kept the faith. It's because they refuse to give up. Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. This is how you keep your faith. And when the devil attacks you, but you still know what it means to cry out and give the word of the Lord, standing firm on what you believe. This is why David says, ha. <laughs> The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. This is why David says, come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Am I speaking to somebody? Come on, this is why Ezekiel said, dry bones hear the word of God. He didn't give a, so a sobby story about the dry bones in his life. He says, dry bones hear the word of God. I have kept the faith. This is why Jesus says, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. Come on, tell your neighbor, he's talking to you this morning. This is why Solomon says, trust in the Lord of all of your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. You know, I'm telling you right now, you, you don't have to believe it, but it's a fact. The world is going to get darker. 
But this is why Isaiah says, no weapon <laughs> formed against me shall prosper. Say with me, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. This is why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abnego say, we will not bow before any other God. Do whatever you must, but we have kept the faith. When everything is getting heated, we will keep our faith and we will only bow before one God. That's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come on, shout glory. Now, the scripture says this, therefore, say therefore. If the Bible says therefore, you have to find out what is therefore. So therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having good in your loins of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. You see, this is what the Bible says a couple of times. It says when you have done everything to stand, stand. Don't sit. Don't fall. Stand. Say, so I'm going to stand. Now, if you look at what's happening in the news, I don't want to give you bad news, but think about the earthquake that happened in Turkey. Now, you know, it's, I always say this, it's terrible to lose lives. But if you look at about what's happening biblically, prophecy, prophecy, Turkey, Syria, Russia, will be some of the nations that will invade Israel. They're going to invade Israel. I, I saw a picture the other day of all three um, of the governments coming together, shaking hands, making deals and treaties. They are the ones that are going to invade Israel. And so, basically what I'm just saying this to you, you know, attack me, but listen to me. In Armageddon, there's going to be the same thing. God's going to open up the earth. Earthquake. Swallow them whole. And so what God is actually saying to the world is, I am Jehovah. There's no other God beside me. And I, I, I want to say to you that if you look at what's happening, so there's earthquakes. Jesus said earthquakes will happen. You will hear about earthquakes in various places before the coming of the Son of Man. So we've been hearing about earthquakes on various places. But look at how it intensifies. It intensifies. 7.5 or 8 on the Richter scale. I mean, it's enormous. I think... The last time I've read, 23,000 people dead. That's a lot of people. That's, I said, that's a lot of people. And so everything is intensifying. Why is this happening? There's two things happening on, on, on God's scale right now. Number one, the days are being shortened. For the elect's sake. Are you part of the elect? The Bible says the days will be shortened. This is why time like goes like this. When I was small, I was small. And when I grew up, juice, it just spiraled out of control. I spoke to Uncle Denzel this morning. You know, when you get older, you get hair. We didn't realize you've got hair. And all the hair on top goes down. Gravity calls it down. Hello. What the hell is doing? Come on. Turn around, you hit your wife with nose hair. I mean, it's bad. When I was little, I wanted to be big. When I grow up. Now when I grow up, I, oh, when I'm small. I'll. Amen. And then you see your children growing up and getting older. and eh, That's bad. That's very bad. Because there was a time when they were innocent. Now they're old and now they have to stand before God for themselves. That changes the whole ball game because daddy can't fight for them. On the earth, I'll, I'll, I'll kill a bull for them, but 
in heaven, I, Lord, have mercy. Are you listening to me? Time is being shortened. And while time is being shortened, the devil knows his time is short. What does it mean? It means Satan knows I'm on my way to hell. There's no repentance for the devil. So what is his, what's his job now? His job is to harass as many people as possible, get as many people to hell as he possibly can. Because that's the only way that he can get back, to, uh, get back at God. Is by taking as many people to hell. So what does he do? He brings attack. And attack. And attack. What people does halfway, now they give up. Because it's bad. You know, when I got saved, I got saved. There was never a day in my life that I, you know, before I got, got to Jesus, I was drinking. Okay, I was doing all the wrong stuff in the world. I never touched drugs, but I've done everything else. And I've never once said, you know, I'm going to go back to my drinking days. This doesn't work for me. No, 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 no. When I got saved, I got saved. When the enemy attacks, I realize there's something happening. The enemy does not attack unless he knows something. Remember, in the spiritual world, they see stuff that you don't see. They know the blessing is on the way. How many of you realize this? Daniel prayed 21 days. But don't stop praying. Don't lose the faith. You have to keep the faith. And as you keep the faith, God will see you through. So time is going like this. The Bible says in the last days, people's hearts will give up. They will die of heart attacks. Everywhere you hear stories about people dropping dead of heart attacks. It's because people don't know how to handle stress. It's a fact. Stress is a silent killer. But for us as the righteousness of, of the Lord, we have the opportunity today to keep our faith and to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak like those people spoke. Lord, I'm not going unless you go with me. I will not curse God and die. You curse God and die, but I'm not going to curse God and die. Come on, no weapon formed against me will ever be able to prosper. Come on, you have to say what Jeremiah said. I know the plans that God has for me, plans to prosper me, to give me a hope and a future. Even if, this, if it seems there's no hope and no future, the Bible says there's a hope and there's a future with my name on it, and I take it in Jesus' name. He says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Then it means no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Thank you. You can help me there. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You have to keep the faith when everybody else walks out and say there's no more Jesus. There's more Jesus for us then. Come on, shout Hallelujah. Now hear me right now. Why do you sit and are happy with manna that falls from the sky? Where the Lord says, where I'm taking you, there will be no manna. But it will be a place where it will overflow with milk and with honey. The same God who kept them for 40 years in the desert. You see, this is the problem with most people. They want to die in the desert. Don't die in the process. You better help me out, somebody. Tell your neighbor, don't die in the process. They think because God has taken care of Egypt or Israel in Egypt for 40 years in the desert. Now I'm just stuck in the desert because God will provide. God's got bigger plans for you than the desert. But listen, what about money? Let me tell you something. If I, if I have to tell you what we trust God for just to do, if, if I go to, I go to Ethiopia, Ethiopia on Wednesday. Now, most of you don't know, for me to go to Ethiopia with my team will cost me more than 100,000 rand for three days. Jeez, Vessel, how, why so much? Because that's what traveling costs. So if I can fund my own ministry, then it's not of God. Do you hear me? 
I have to go to America to travel the whole night. It's going to cost me 600,000 rand. That's it. That's what it costs. To travel, to stay there, to preach in different cities and different states, to get souls saved, to populate heaven, 600,000 rand. So if I have to look at finances and say, well, you know, I can't do this because, you know, money, then nothing's going to happen. I have kept my faith. I said, I have kept my faith. You better keep your faith. And know that God can provide, but, you know, God is, maybe God is allowing your situation right now to make you uncomfortable. So that He can tell you it's time to move on to better things. Because God is tired of giving you manna when He knows that there's milk and honey. But most people are happy with manna. Because you are so used to manna for the last 40 years. But the Spirit says, coming behind you and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, it's time to rise up and go from here to there because there's more that God has got for you. Our problem is we have not kept the faith. It's easy to say amen when everything is good. But when you fight everything when you're alone, it's a whole different ballgame. You don't need faith when there's an atmosphere of faith. I said, you don't need faith when you walk into a place and the atmosphere is ready. But you need faith when you're alone. When you lay on that doctor's table. Come on, when you stand before a bank and they want to repossess your house, you need faith. You don't have the word of God in you. You have nothing in you. Shout, I have kept my faith. Come on again, I have kept my faith. I want to finish in a second because I, I feel the anointing of God. But I want you to hear me right now. Stop allowing the devil to steal your joy. Bring offense to your heart. Because that's how you lose your faith. I've seen Christians say, you know, I served the Lord for 20 years. But they've never grown up fully. They're still on milk. You can't correct them. If you don't handle correction, you don't want the pastor, you want a cheerleader. Come on, somebody, help me out. And so this is why I'm telling you today, we have to make up our minds and say, come hell or high water, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to hold on to Jesus. Let me tell you something. This, I spoke to a guy, the one day preacher. He's doing big things for the Lord. But I, I, I said to this guy, and he's also a businessman, but I said to him, tell me something. It must feel awesome to come to a point in your life where you are financially Okay, so that whenever you want to do something, that you can do it because you have the money. What this guy said really rocked me. He said, Basil, God will never bring you to a point where you have enough finances. Every time you've got enough finances, He will enlarge the vision. He says, so in other words, if you, if you get a million rand a month, God is going to bring a dream of two million rand a month. He says, if you have reached that two million rand a month thing, God's going to increase your vision for four million. He says, so, so that you will always, always, always look unto God for financial provision, never to the bank, never to people, but always to God. You will always know that without Him, I'm nothing. But listen, we'll have to keep our faith. I'll have to apply what I hear, what I read, what I sense. Are you listening to me? This is why I'm going to tell you as a preacher today, there's a change. I know it. My family knows it. Sometimes we don't want to say it, but, or, because when you say it enough, you're afraid that, you know, the process is going to be like this, but it's a fact. There's a change. Things is different right now. Whew. 
different. Now, Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1. I'm finishing with this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. So in other words, he didn't have parents. Where's the son of Nun? And <laughs> What's your mother's name, Nun? Nun who? None of your business. But in any case, uh, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant saying, go on, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, arise, go over to the Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said, to Moses. So here's what God is saying. Moses is dead. In other words, the season is over. The season is over. Forget your past. Forget what you've done wrong and how you could have done it right. Forget it. Moses is dead. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. But here's what he say. He says, go to the mountain. Every place where you put your foot, I have given you. It does not say when you get there, I'm going to give it to you. That's not what the Bible says. He says, I have already given it to you. In other words, what he was saying is, get there. Just get there. Come on, I want you to shake your neighbor. Take your hands and shake that neighbor and say, neighbor, get there. Come on, shake that neighbor and say, neighbor, get there. It's already given to you. But you're stuck in the wilderness. Well, God says, get there. Wherever you put your foot is yours. Come on, shout, it's mine. Moses is dead. That season is over. Now I'm taking you to the promised land. Well, I'm prophesying this to myself. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14. After I look things over. Listen to this. Let me just open it up. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families for your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. What does he say? Fight. Doesn't say give up. You have come too far to give up. Listen to me right now. It's okay to be alone. You'll make it. You'll make it. You know, I'm never alone because I have the Holy Ghost. But if, if, if I have to come down to earth again, I've got my wife, I've got my kids, I've got my family, we're, we're okay. You don't need friends. Oh, come on now. You don't need friends. Trust me, you don't need friends. But the scripture says, fight for who? For your friends? No, for your family. Fight for your wives. Fight for your husbands. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your sons. You have to show your children what it means to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Imagine we as parents, we give up halfway. What example do we set to our children? Mommy and daddy has given up halfway. No, no, no. They are part of the dream, part of the vision. You show them what God is capable of doing. It comes back to me again. I have kept the faith. 
I have kept the faith. I never want to be known as a man who has gave up halfway. I always say my children need to remember me as a man of faith. Man that shook the gates of hell because of faith that's in me. I have kept the faith. You can't die until you have run your race and you have finished your course. Because you're not going to stand before God one day empty-handed. And I'm telling you, some of you want to die before you got there. I think I must come here and shake some people as I get there. Wherever you put your foot, it's already yours. Fear keeps you where you are. Break out of fear. So I've kept the faith. So I want to conclude this. Tell people, you have to hear this preacher today. Doesn't matter what's going on around the world, keep your faith. It doesn't matter how sick the world becomes, keep the faith. Doesn't matter what you hear, there's churches that's rising up. Listen to me, that's not churches of Christ Jesus. The Bible calls them synagogues of Satan. Come on, you have to keep the faith. You can't, you can't be swallowed in by all these things happening. What you, have, what you hear, Jesus says, don't be soon shaken when you hear about wars and rumors of wars. Don't worry about all these things. These things must happen. Now, how many of you say this morning, this man has preached to me, lift your hands. Well, I preach to myself. When you get to that point where you feel like there's nothing, you have to remind yourself, I'm not going, Lord, not until you go with me. I'm not leaving you, Lord, not until you bless me. Come on, somebody. God shall provide. Come on, where will it come from? My God shall provide. Come on, where will it come from? My God shall provide. Are you listening to me? My Lord is the healer. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Rejoice in the Lord. Don't rejoice in stuff. Rejoice in the Lord. Don't let the world steal your joy. Rejoice in the Lord. If we come to church as churchgoers, our duty is to come to serve the Lord. Amen? Not to get tangled up in the affairs of other people and the problems is what's going on and in the, you know, this church is a hospital, by the way. <clears throat> you know, I was, I would just want to say this before I go. So I'm going to pray for you. I was, the other night I was sitting and watching some of the, the miracles that the Lord has performed. I came across one of the miracles that happened here with a, with a man, I, I don't know how many of you remember that, that black man that was in a wheelchair, pushed him in. We prayed for him. The next Sunday he walked in. He came up. He needed new lungs. God gave him new lungs. And so I was looking at some of the, the video clips as I pray for people. The one was, I was praying for a deaf woman. Before I tested, I shouted to Dina, get me a mic. He ran for the mic. And I realized what I, what I was looking at. I realized I can see the gift of faith coming up upon me. I know exactly the moment when that gift of faith comes. I looked at the woman that I prayed for that was blind. You know, last night I was looking at a, at a video clip, a very old video clip, many, many years ago. My wife was the catcher. Now I'm looking at this video. I said, catch. I said, oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. While I'm looking at the video, how can I let her catch? She's catching people. But the miracles broke out. There was one miracle that they told me that the woman lived in a shack. The shack caught fire and her eyeballs was damaged. She could not see out of her eyes. Infection was running out of her eyes. When we prayed for her, she was laying on the floor. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, open your eyes. You can see on the video how eyeball popped back into the socket. 
early days when Vessel Dubrain had no beard. I was still thin. My wife, just as beautiful as always, she never changed. She's, I mean, she's like Jesus. Yesterday, today, forever the same. Never changes. But after all these years, we've kept the faith. I had people tell me, Vessel, there's many preachers that tried doing what you do before you that did not make it. Well, 18 years later, look what the Lord has done. <clears throat> I want you to listen to me. I shared this a little bit on, on social media, but there's seven continents in the world. I've literally put my feet on five preaching the gospel. This year, I'll be on number six. The only one that will be left is Antarctica. Now, if you don't understand what I'm telling you, to reach the whole wide world in less than 13 years, because the other years I was involved with churches. I mean, full-time ministry, 13 years to reach the world. I asked my wife yesterday, I said, how, mu how much money do you think we've spent in our lifetimes just on plane tickets to get to the nations of the world to bring hope? When I have to add the numbers, I can tell you right now, there's no ways that Vessel the Brain could have done that. I've kept the faith. My wife have kept the faith. I think she has kept the faith more than me. If that one wanted to give up, you're not giving up. You're just getting started. I'm telling somebody, you're not, you, you're not giving up. You're just getting started. I've kept the faith. Come on, tell your neighbor, I've kept the faith. Again, I've kept the faith. Lift your hands to heaven. The King of glory is in this place. Father, I just worship you today. I just worship you. I pray for everyone that feels like their faith is leaving and failing them. Help them to keep the faith, to finish the course, to run that race, to run that race of endurance, to fight the good fight of faith. Spirit of the living God, we welcome you here. Would you forget about everything and everybody around you? Spirit of God, we worship you. We glorify your name. The most powerful person in this world today, the precious Holy Spirit. We ask you to come and change our hearts, increase our faith. Let faith not fail in Jesus' mighty name. Now, as every eye is closed, I want you to do me a favor, please stand to your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. I want to tell you what I sense in my spirit. I sense in my spirit that there's a lot of people standing here. You have been oppressed by the devil. He has wearied you out in every area of your life. Spiritually, physically, financially. You feel like you're drained. Another word that we use, it feels like you have hit the wall and you don't know way, which way out. But I come against that foul spirit of oppression this morning in the name of Jesus. It's written in your word, Lord, that your anointing destroys every single yoke. And right now, by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit, I come against that spirit right now in Jesus' name. You spirit of oppression, I command you, let God's people go. 
I break the authority that you have, your hold on, on people's souls this morning. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I declare that the Spirit of God brings forth joy in the hearts of people in this place. That the joy of God shall return right now in Jesus' name. Right now, you are our hiding place. You are our secret place. You are our place called there. Our strong tower, our deliverer. You are our fortress, Lord. And this morning, we run to you. We run to you, Lord. Lift your hands to heaven and ask the Lord to strengthen your youth. Strengthen those physical bodies. In the name of Jesus. Crafts us in the glorious praises of the Lord filling this house. I pray that your power shall shake this house in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to forget about the people around you. Dap into the presence of the Lord right now. Lord, I thank you for joy unspeakable and full of glory in this house. Jesus, walk through these aisles. Walk through these seats. I believe His glory is going to fill this house like a cloud. Today is the last day of the drought. Last day of the fire. We say that the rain is coming in the name of Jesus. Now you can decide whether you want to stay in the desert or you want to get there. Because he says, wherever you put your foot, I've given it to you. Nehemiah says, fight for your families. I think it's time, church, for the fight of your life. We worship you, Jesus. We glorify your name. Come on, depression is leaving you this morning. Depression is going this morning. Come and sweep across this house, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, we worship you. His glory is here. His glory is here. Worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Worship Him from your spirit, man. Worship Him from your spirit. Hallelujah. Get lost in His presence right now. Again, hallelujah. 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 
Come on, let's worship him in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, just worship him. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, keep on worshiping him. Hallelujah. Forget your sickness, forget your troubles. to whisper, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Come on, just to whisper to him. Just softly, just softly. Hallelujah. Ah. Spirit of God, you are welcome here. You are so welcome here. Ah. Let the anointing flow. Let the anointing flow. From your throne, Lord, let your glory be released. Just lift your hands, just lift your hands all across this place. Come, Holy Ghost. Just softly, just softly, just softly. You say to me, yokes will be destroyed. Let yokes be destroyed. Let yokes be destroyed. Come, your whole middle block, lift those hands to heaven. You, it's glorious. Come, those to my left and my right, lift those hands. Let your glory fall. In the name of Jesus, let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. 
every sickness and disease we rebuke it I feel the fire of God going through my hands Lord those who's watching online around the world that you're healing fire fall on them Lord what we experience here let them experience over there we send your word heal every disease we release the anointing Jesus name for those of you in this building he's here he is here people he's here just quickly remove Jesus 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 come on again lift those hands as a sign of surrender father let your glory fall how many of you in this building is hungry for a tangible touch of his presence if you're hungry for his presence I want you to cry out to him where are you standing right now you're not hungry He'll pass you by, don't worry. I'm speaking to those who's hungry for, for a move of God. You're hungry for a touch from heaven. Cry out to Him, come on. Come on, cry out to Him. You're desperate for Him, cry out to Him. He'll touch you. He'll change you. No more dry seasons. Get there. It's time to get there. Jesus. Now this anointing needs to go. So everybody in the first row, come to the front, stand in one line. I want to pray for you. If you are here in the first row, first line, come quickly. Stand in one line. I just want to lay hands on you because this anointing needs to transfer. It's a yoke destroyer. Let no man, no woman leave like they came. In Jesus' name. You get to the front, you tell the Lord, I'm not leaving. Not until you bless me. Now, Father, I thank you for a fresh anointing. A touch from heaven. You promise in your word. Those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness shall be filled. That's what your word says. I pray, Lord, for those who are hungry and thirsty, that they will experience a fresh fire from heaven in the name of Jesus. I'll pray for you when the Holy Spirit chose me. So get your mouths open and start to cry out to Him. We're not going out as a dry stick. We're going out full of the Holy Ghost and power. 
I'm not praying until I feel it. So you in the front better cry out. So I'm going to go to the second row. You better cry out to the Lord. God's looking for people that's desperate for Him in this hour. Give Him right over your life and say, Lord, change me. Change everything in me. Change everything about me. Oh, let it be like a river to flow this morning, God. We promise you, you'll get all the glory, you'll get all the honor and all the praise forever and forever. And forever and forever. Gracious Jesus. Let a river flow, Lord. There's the ignition. Fire of the Holy Ghost upon their lives. Break every yoke. Touch them, Lord. Touch this generation with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Blessed Holy Spirit, thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord. For your power on this generation. Let the glory of the Lord fall on them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. No more dryness. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A fresh hunger in Jesus' name. Praise fire on your people. Use them for your glory. No more dry seasons, Jesus. Those of you in your seats, you better pray. Pray, pray, pray. We worship you, Lord. We thank you. Every heart's desire shall be met. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this. I thank you for this. What are you believing God for? What are you believing the Lord for? Do you believe it's done for you this morning? Give me your hands. It's done for you. Lord, like that woman with the issue of blood. I say it's done right now. In the name of Jesus. Body, hear the word of God. You shall come in alignment with his word. In the name of Jesus. I ask you, by the time she gets home, this shall be over. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for your healing anointing that's, that's here, Lord, right now. I give you praise. I want to hear your testimony. God has done it for you. In Jesus' name. Lift those hands to heaven. Thank you. Lord, those in their seats, touch them today, I pray. Let the anointing of your spirit fall in this house. Let them never be the same ever again. Let your anointing just saturate this whole house. In the name of Jesus. Touch your people, oh Jesus. Touch your people today. Let them have a fresh revelation of your word, Lord. In the name of Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father, that there will be a shift for them. I ask you, Lord, before 90 days is over, that it will manifest in their lives. In the name of Jesus, every prayer shall be answered. In the name of Jesus, that obstacle is standing in the way. This morning we say be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. God is about to turn it around. And I thank you, Father, that it's done for them. That their lives will never be the same again. They will dream again. They will receive back their joy again. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, it's done. I thank you, it's done. Come and lift those hands to heaven. 
Thank you, glorious Father. Thank you so much, Lord, for your word. There's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Release the anointing in this man from his head to the soles of his feet. We stand on your word. We rebuke every negative doctor's report. We speak the report of the Lord. With long life shall you satisfy us. You are the Lord, our healer. I thank you, Father, that I declare him healed from his head to the soles of his feet. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this, Lord. I thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Touch Amanda. Touch our whole family. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. It's time to break the alabaster. Break the alabaster bottle. Throw that oil on the feet of Christ. When I touched your head, I, I saw my spirit eye. Same woman that wiped his feet with her hair. As she's, the tears is falling, she's washing his feet and wiping it with her hair. At his feet is where your victory lies. Stay at his feet. You might say, how long? As long as it takes. Stay at his feet. Lord, I thank you for a swift turnaround in this life, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Under this anointing, I want you to declare I'm getting there. I'm no longer staying in the drought. Just lift your hands to heaven. Father, I give you praise. Thank you for your word. I come against every attack on this girl. In the name of Jesus, every attack on this mind, every attack in the spirit. Devil, you can't have this generation. You are a liar and the father thereof. I rebuke every attack right now. Every rebellious spirit. I come against it in Jesus' name. And I say you let it go today. No more. No more, devil. You can't have this generation. I want everybody in this church to stretch out your hands towards this girl. Because this generation belongs to Jesus Christ. So Satan, I rebuke your works right now in Jesus' mighty name. Young girl, you better choose Christ. Choose Jesus. The Lord can't do anything for you unless you choose life. So choose life. The Lord will deliver you from everything that the enemy has planned. We cut off every tie of the devil. And we say, Lord, we thank you for deliverance right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to bless this family. Touch their lives. Whew. Thank you for this anointing. Touch him, Lord. Let him never be the same again. Touch these boys. Touch your life. From the head to the soles of her feet, the anointing touch her. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory. One more time, lift your hands all across this place. Father, I thank you right now that your word has gone forth. It has gone forth in the hearts of people. I pray that you will help them to keep the faith, to finish strong, not to give up halfway. And then they realize that when the attacks comes, it's just but for a season. But you deliver your people from all the attacks. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to those who gives you right this morning, that you will cover them 
and seal them, Lord, in Jesus' name. And they will never be the same again. Never the same again. Never the same again. Never the same again. <laughs>